Okay, welcome to episode six of Belfry Hockey Podcast, where we're going to feature another concept in the Belfry Offense book. This one is going to be attacking the backside of the ice, which I think is now becoming more and more of of the offensive advantage. The challenge is, is that it's very difficult to make plays there because you got to make plays usually through the coverage to get it where you want to go. And so uh, there's a whole pile of skills that uh, players need to learn in order to get to that to that place where they're able to take advantage of the backside of the ice at all. So let's just talk about what the backside of the ice is. So people call it the weak side. I like to differentiate between between my vocabulary so and the terms. So if, for example, we use a defensive term, like to me, weak side, the weak side D, uh, weak side defending, I, I like to keep, so weak side, meaning the opposite side of the ice, I like to keep weak side as a term describing a defensive tactic or skill. So I need another term for the offensive side. So I, I call it the backside. And it has a bit of a, like a dual, the term has a bit of a dual meaning. So backside meaning the ass also of the defenders. So it's a way of describing uh, the way in which I want people to move. And so there's two parts of executing a backside play. One is you have the play of the puck carrier who recognizes that there's an opportunity to make a play to the backside and can see a passing lane, can open up a passing lane and be able to make the appropriate play. And then you have the players who are off the puck who are consistently moving outside the coverage or to the backside of the coverage so that their back of the defender is to you and then manipulating and hiding in the weeds, if you will, and then jumping into those passing lanes. So creating a connection between the non-puck carrier who's looking on the backside and active on the backside and the puck carrier that those two can connect. So the skills that are difficult and must be developed in order to be able to accomplish the backside of the ice is one, you have to kind of reshape the way in which you describe puck support. Because puck support can inherently mean close proximity. So someone who says, well, you need to support the puck. The inference behind supporting the puck is that, well, I need to get close. I need to move to the puck carrier. I need to get you know, into a short 10, 5, 10 foot pass. That's the inference of puck support. So I try not to talk about it in a puck support way because I know that that's the kind of immediate connotation that goes into a player's head. So to me, it's more about the spread offense and opening up. So I like to use the term accordion. I love that term accordion because as a defender is, as a defensive team is trying to shrink the ice, you are trying to open it up. So it creates this like accordion effect. So at, what I like to talk about 
as it relates to the skill sets is that as the puck carrier is trying to attack the backside of the ice, they have to be able to do it in a couple of different ways. One is they would have to be able to make plays while they're moving away from the net. So you have a guy in the, in the corner. He starts walking up the wall uh, towards the blue line and can make a play on a diagonal to the net or into the middle or to the, to the weak side D, for example, but that they can do that uh, in all passing angles. So a passing angle, for example, from the hash marks, the board's hash marks with the player moving up the wall to the weak side defender at the point, that's a pass that's going up or in this in a similar on a diagonal in a similar direction an up direction towards the towards the D then you have a flat pass which would be one where the defense the, the player again is skating up the boards and then they ha are now making a, a, a straight pass uh, flat across the hash marks into the middle or again to the to the backside of the ice and then you have a back diagonal where the player is climbing the wall, gets up above the hash mark, say, towards the top of the circle, and then can make a diagonal pass to the net, leading that player who's coming down on the net, leading them into that passing lane. So that, that last skill is the toughest to, for players to do. They have to read the speed of the player moving, you have one person climbing the wall, you have another person coming down, so you're moving in opposite directions. And to be able to find that passing angle, put the right weight on the puck, um, and be able to hide your intentions as you're climbing the wall, there's all of that. It's a, it's a, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of skills. Separating the upper body from the lower body, you got a lot going on there, a lot going on there to be able to make those plays. Not everybody can do it. And so that's one aspect. Then you have it going the other way. So you have a player who's now coming down. So let's say they were climbing. They came off the wall, turned to the wall, turned to the boards, and now they're coming down. And so while they're attacking down, you have the same thing. You have a play now going for as they're skating forwards down towards the net, they're looking for a play on the backside of the ice, like what we would call like a backdoor play. So you have that. That's You're going in that direction. There's a diagonal play there. Then you have a flat pass. As you come down, you make a pass dot to dot. Okay? And then you have, you're coming down. You draw the coverage down to you, and then you make a back diagonal pass up to like a weak side D or like a forward who's like reloaded. So as you're coming down, forward reloads, gets above the puck, and now you're making a play up in there. So which one's the more difficult pass? Well, of course, it's the pass that you're trying to make going back up the ice is very difficult. And not everyone first, on a lot of teams, they don't even have the rope to even try it. Fair enough. And then you have players who do have the rope that should try it, but it's still a very difficult pass. And the more threatening plays tend to be the ones of the people who are behind you. So now you're going to talk to me about scanning. And this is where I have an argument with scanning. 
of course, everyone loves scanning. It's like the big rage. Everyone talks about scanning. Scan this, scan that, scan this, scan that. Gotcha. The problem is it's so overused and there's no real context given to scanning. And what I mean by context is like, and this is what my argument is with scanning. I have no issue with people learning to have their head up and looking. Of course, that's all great. And you want to encourage that as much as you can. Of course. But what's more important in the teaching of scanning is you can't just say, hey, you need to scan. Like that really doesn't tell you a lot. That's the same in my mind as saying the player needs to work hard. Okay, yeah, you got to work hard. Yeah, you got to compete. Okay, but what does all that mean? Like, how do I practically add that? When do I do it? Uh, what am I looking for? You know, all of those things become the context around it. And so that's where asking questions is so important as it relates to scanning. So, player goes and they miss the, the most dangerous player and the most dangerous option because they didn't look. So you, the coach, are watching this whole thing play out. You see that there's a dangerous play on the backside of the ice that the player misses because they didn't look. And in your mind, they didn't pre-check, look. They didn't scan. They didn't do any of that. So you tell them, hey, you got to scan. And the player's like, ah, oh, yeah, Sorry. Because you missed this play over here. To me, I would like to see more of an approach of asking questions. Be like, hey, what did you see in that play? Which is a very different approach, right? What did you see? Well, as I was coming down, I was looking here, and this is what I saw. Okay, did you see this play? No. Okay. So how could you find that play? And then my favorite question as it relates to scanning is what's the priority? That is such a great question. I love it because you can really tell the mindset of the athlete, the skill set of the athlete, where they're thinking offensively by getting them to tell you what their priority is. So when I uh, this week I uh, in my daily like video that I put up I kind of teased this because I knew this was something that I wanted to talk about with this, um, with this podcast was the backside of the ice, and I and Jeff Skinner was the player, and I know like Jeff Skinner, I don't think a lot of people would associate Jeff Skinner with that kind of passing ability, but he is, in my mind, one of the best in the league. He's a phenomenal backside of the ice passer, and I would say that. He is a, con a big contributing factor as to why players like Thompson and Tuck have really taken off because he is able to be able to make those plays. So if you look at my social media and you look at the, pl the, the clips that I put up on, on Tage Thompson and how he reloads and he comes from the weak side and he rotates in or he goes from in and out – and this is a big part of how he generates offense, which is rare for a big player to be finding these like really cool soft areas 
you don't usually associate that with a guy like that. Most of the time, those guys are like, listen, big fellow with the good hands, you go to the net, stand there, and bang in some rebounds, tips, rebounds, deflections, wraparounds, walkouts. That's you, buddy. That's who you are. No, this guy, he scores a few like that, but he's not standing at the net, this guy. This guy is on the backside. He is coming from the back. He hides. He turns away, comes back into the middle, and makes himself available with unbelievable timing. Okay, well, that's great. It's a great skill to have. You need a passer to be able to get you the puck. Like, it takes two to be able to do that. And that's why I think Skinner is such a great example because he is a play driver in the offensive zone, and he creates unbelievably good scoring chances because he has, first, players who understand the backside of the ice and can provide puck support over there and he can create passing lanes and understands how to use out use those spaces so I think Jeff Skinner is an underrated player in that regard I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit uh, that he deserves in his in his relationship with the play that he does as it relates to again like a player like like uh, Tuck and Thompson so anyways one of the things that you see when you watch Jeff Skinner is Jeff Skinner uses a lot of skating inside of his passing, which is a major area of, of, of opportunity as it relates to making plays on the backside. So why is it important to be able to be able to uh, use your skating inside your passing? Because once, once you, and I'll go back to priorities in a second. So, what the skating piece is, is the ability to extend or open a passing lane between, like, you've, you've connected, like, you know where you want to make a play, but now you have to create the passing lane. And so if you're, let's just take the example, the guy on the goal, in the corner, near the goal line, skating up the wall, and now he wants to make a, a play. I would say that the vast majority of players stop their feet to make that play. And in stopping their feet, they are uh, slowing down, which is only one way to open up a passing lane. So defenders are matching your speed. They're adjusting their positioning as you're moving. So as you're climbing, the defenseman is, defender is also moving. The defender is also evaluating where they want to have their stick to defend, to take away the middle, to deny this type of pass. And the more you're moving, the passing lane evolves. It changes. One lane closes, another lane opens as you're moving. So when, you're, when you climb the wall, take maybe two hard steps to come up the, up the boards, and then you stop skating, and now you're just looking to the interior to make that pass, that's just one way of manipulating the passing lane. Another way is to move up the wall and then continue to skate. So skate meaning using a 10 and 2, using, uh, using a crossover, using a weight shift, uh, using a weight shift crossover, uh, using skating in combination, uh, using your skating as deception, accelerating, decelerating, using a slide maybe, skate forwards. As you're skating forwards, you use your outside skate 
as a slide mechanism. So it almost goes in a half slope snow plow to slide, to, gra to gradually decelerate. That opens up a passing lane. These are all skills. If you want to attack the backside of the ice, well, we need all these. Like you got to have all these. Another one would be just hard stop. Skate, bang, slam on the brakes. Now everyone kind of uh, overruns the position, opens up a passing lane, off you go. You're not going to be able to attack the backside of the ice unless you can open up a passing lane. You have to be able to open up a passing lane. And like I said, stopping your skating, getting into more of like a tripod position that just isn't going to cut it. That's only one way to do it, and it might be the weakest of the options that are available. When you take a look at a guy like Jeff Skinner and you watch him and how he operates, you can see that he does a lot of the skating skills inside of his, inside of his ability to open up those passing lanes. Now, the other part about it is that it allows when people skate – on the puck, it allows the guy off the puck to read and anticipate easier where that passing lane is going to be, and then they can time it to kind of be there. The other thing that the passer has to do is the passer has to become good at leading passes. So this whole idea of like every pass needs to be tape to tape is about as precluding as it can be in development. Of the, of the ability to be able to make these plays. So we want to be able to do it in a way where the player is climbing up the wall, the player recognizes, recognizes the passing lane, they use uh, different uh, skating skills inside of that to manipulate the passing lane space, and the guy off the puck, he can read uh, where, these, where the passing lane might be, but he's not going to be there. He's not in the passing lane. He sees where it's going to be. It starts to accelerate. He's probably on the back of the defender when you pass it. He's not in the lane. Now you send the puck and deliver it into that space, and he skates into the lane. <coughs> Excuse me. So the other. So what I'm saying is, is that a big part of a passer's ability to be able to make those plays is that they put the puck into the lane inviting the pass receiver to go into that into that space before it's there. So if you're waiting, if you're on the on the on the strong side climbing the wall and you're waiting until the guy gets into the passing lane before you pass it, it's way too late. <coughs> Excuse me, that pass has to be made in a, in in advance of the player going into that space. That's a critical piece. So these are important things to be to be working on. And so there's a lot that goes in it. It's not just scanning. And this is where I get irritated with the, with the scanning crew is that all they want to say is, well, he needs to scan more. Well, no, there's so much more to it. It's like it's like I said, it's like, well, he needs to work harder. Okay, so like what does that actually mean? Like you're not really telling me anything. It's just a hollow observation. It's kind of half true, but you're not really giving me anything I can use. And you're certainly not giving the player anything they can use. And now it's such a buzz point. It's a way to kind of look smart uh, in just saying, well, yeah, the player needs to scan or learn how to scan. Like 
So it's it's borderline ridiculous right now with the way that way that it's laid out. We need to add layers to it, and players need to understand. We got to talk much more in specifics because it's like blanket scanning thing. It's it's on my it's like it's irritating. Uh, we need to put more to it so that people have a more of a chance to learn how to develop it. So let's go back to priority. So players who make plays to the backside of the ice tend to have the backside of the ice as a very high priority in their passing mentality. So when they're looking to play make, their look is to the backside first. And if it's not first, it's very close to first. So they might look, for example, uh, rather than go, my first look is to the backside, I might look interior first. So I look to see if there's somebody in the slot because that might be my most dangerous place. So that's my first priority. So boom, I look there. Then if that play is not there, out of my either inside that look, which is best, inside that look, I'm also in the periphery looking for any threats that may be on the backside. Then I extend the possession to find the passing lane, then I deliver the puck into that area. So that's what I mean about priority. As opposed to the low to high guys, and this is where another, uh, this is another uh, aspect of uh, point shooting, which is precluding to offense, is when guy gets the puck in the corner, no look into the interior, no look to the backside of the ice, sends it immediately to the strong side D. Strong side D gets it, and now is either shooting it off the pass or they're passing it to their partner, and then that guy's got to figure out how to shoot it, or now we're going to send it to the bottom, whatever. That's a poor use of the decision tree and, and, and understanding the priorities of offense. The number one priority of offense is to deliver the puck to somebody who is staring at an empty net prior to puck prior to catching the puck. That gives them the maximum amount of opportunity to be able to score. Is if you give them a pass and as they're getting the puck, they're staring at an empty net. And now the goalie, the defenders, everyone has to scramble to try to close that to close that ice off, to close the net off. That's number one. So it makes no sense in my mind that the backside of the ice would be so underutilized and, and it wouldn't be as underutilized as it is if we readjusted the player's understanding of what the priority is. Priority is interior and backside. I kind of like seamlessly looking. That's a scan. So when I'm scanning... I get the puck, what am I looking for? Well, right away I'm looking interior and I'm hoping I also see out of the, my vision the, the backside threats. And then I make a conscious effort to try to open up a passing lane to find that area. That's, that's, guy, that's a guy utilizing the backside and a guy who understands how we want to generate offense. So in a, in a world where we're playing in the offensive zone as soon as the puck hits the corner, that's a three versus five. So in that three versus five, we have to find solutions to that. So 
guy gets it. Right away, he looks to skate on first touch. Why are you skating on first touch? Well, because you want to get the defenseman, the primary defender, chasing you. So what does that do? Opens up an initial passing lane. Plus, it allows you to extend the possession. Why do you want to extend the possession? So that it, the people who are on the backside or who want to you know, threaten the interior, that they have an opportunity to start moving into those areas so that now that they, that they become much more available. We reassess what our attitude is towards actual puck support and that we do have someone coming to the to the puck just in case those plays are unavailable and he needs an out etc and we reevaluate how we want our d to play in relationship to this player climbing the wall or what have you that's that's what i'm talking about and so the backside of the ice is not just well you got to make plays the backside of the ice. there's a lot to it that's why there's a, only a few players in the league who do it consistently and that's why there's only uh, only a few players who are actually making those plays, but we have players like Tage Thompson, and that are brilliant on the backside uh, in their in their ability to have great timing. So we have to connect more passers to those guys so that they can so that they can they can thrive more in their ability to play off the puck. So in this case, on in playmaking to the backside of the ice, I would say that the people off the puck or the movement off the puck is a generation ahead in its development than the skill set of the player on the puck, generally. The player on the puck is likely behind in their ability to skate on touch, open up passing lanes, skate while they're on that touch or inside the pass, and be able to accelerate, decelerate, stop to extend the pass lane and pass the puck into an area rather than this whole like tape to tape thing. So there's a whole lot of stuff that has to go into that and it takes patience and timing and you're going to turn a couple pucks over, but that's why we reload and that's why we have the weak side defenseman is active to be able to kill some of those plays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, it's all connected. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to discuss it in this way. So that's a little more, there's still like a lot more that we could talk about, but that's a little more on the backside of the play and, and how, how important I think it is, how I think that, you know, the other piece, and I'll just end with this, there's also the whole idea of over and in, which I also think is a great concept. So, it, when you look at the offense and we have someone working in the highway, we have a guy uh, attacking on the backside, we might go, uh, we might not be able to go through the coverage on the initial pass. We might not have a diagonal pass that goes through the slot to someone on the backside. Might not have that. It might not be available. The defensive ability of the defenders might just be at that level where it's difficult to just make that as your primary play. Fair enough. What you can do then is make a safe play that goes over. So one of the easiest ways to describe it would be to use the back wall. So we go to I'll go on one side. We invite the coverage onto one side. We use the back wall to change sides to the back side of the ice. But that guy's not really in a place to immediately threaten. But he also then is looking to go, once it goes over to him, he's going to pop it in. So we'll go over and in. Into who? Into the middle. 
So now you're using the backside of the ice as a conduit to find the middle. So it's not just pops to the middle or using the release guy or trying to find the interior. Sometimes you're not going to necessarily find the interior and you're not going to necessarily find the backside of the ice on the initial play. But you certainly can find it on an over and in because that's incredibly difficult to defend and way more sophisticated. So that's why what I'm talking about as priority. So as I'm, walk, as I'm walking up the wall in my priority tree, I'm walking up the wall. What's my first look? Interior, bang. I want to go interior slot. Let's get a shot off the pass. That's the most dangerous look. Great. That play's not there. In the periphery, I also see a backside threat. Okay, so I'm going to extend the possession, try to find a way to get this puck into, the, into a backside play. I'm going to look to see if I can open up a passing lane and deliver the puck, and then my guy is going to jump into it. Okay, fair enough. That play is not also not there. So now what do I do? Okay, now I use the weak side D, or I turn back and send it back to the other side of the rink on a side change, and then we're going to go over and in. So... You don't, you don't have to get up there and have it as a priority that I'm going to go interior and then I'm going to, and then if that's not there, I'm going to go to the backside of the ice. If none of that is available, then now you go to the next best thing, which is over and in. And if that play is not available, well, now we want to maintain possession, change the point of attack, and restart the whole process.